Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. What's up, y'all? It's the LC and Jack Radio Show with your boys, LC and the Bread Man. And, of course, we always have a guest, in-studio guest, that we're going to bring up here shortly. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal. Urban Talk Radio. I tell you, man, I, I thought we got all the snow here in New York several weeks back and all that cold, <laughs> but I guess I was wrong because we got not hammered, but we got we got uh, some inches out here. So I guess you know we gotta gotta hang in there till spring. So the countdown is officially on. We're almost in February. February can be a, a just a bad month for winter, so we'll see what happens, but it's all good. Summertime will be here, but when we get close to late January, going into February, it's Super Bowl time, so we're going to talk Super Bowl football with a good friend of mine and a Super Bowl winner. Mr. Gary Brown. So we're gonna jump. We're gonna have him on 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 the uh, show here in a second. But what is the word there, Brett? What's the word, man? Yo, the word is I got the snow in my rearview mirror, and I'm heading south. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to decide to put snow here, huh? This is our state of the union, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad we we simulcast at the same time because I don't want to hear a word. I, I want to hear a big, big G in the house. That's what I want to hear, you know what I'm saying? For real. That's just good. Yep. That's just good. Yep, yep. The bread man broke camp, left me to do all the shoveling and back-breaking, cleaning, and getting rid of snow. So it's all good. He'll get his when he comes back. Just when he comes yeah. back, he's gonna get hammered. Nah, that's all right. I'm coming back. I'm coming back when the geese start to lay their eggs, baby. You know, what I mean? I'm coming back in March. I already got the, I already got that number. They start they start laying their eggs. That's when I'm coming back. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Well, as true to form here, uh, you know, each and every week. 
We're going to bring something special to you. And, of course, we, we get the heavy hitters out. And uh, like I said earlier, Brad, it's it's Super Bowl time. I know everybody's gearing up this weekend to uh, play those those boxes. And, you know, maybe you're uh, a New England fan or those Philly fans are fanatic. So we decided to uh, reach out to one of our former guests. Good, like I said before, a really, really good friend of mine. He's been in the game pro game and uh you know he's been a little successful not just a little very successful does his thing on and off the field on the field he won a super bowl for uh green bay packers and he does a lot of great things to help the kids and his community so with that said we'd like to welcome to the show former Green Bay Packer, Mr. Gary Brown. What's happening, Gary? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hello, gentlemen. Mr. Elsie. What's up, Gary? What's up, How's everybody? What's up? Yo, I'm doing good. Happy New Year, my brother. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. How's everything? Awesome. Awesome. Everything's everything. It's that time of Talk year. We me. figure we get you on the show to make your predictions and, you know, find out what's going on with the uh, foundation that you got rolling, helping, helping the community, and and uh, you know, see what else you got on tap for. So let's, uh, I guess, like jump right to it. I think last year you actually predicted the winner, if I recall. And so uh, with Brady, I'm sure everybody's on the Brady bandwagon again. Seems every year this guy's back in the Super Bowl. It's amazing what these guys do. Even though I can't stand, I can't stand them, but. You know, it's, it, these guys have a system and it works. You know, I mean, uh, it, what, what, what's your thoughts there, Gary? Well, you, the, the key word in everything you said, the one word that stands out that's the most important thing that explains the New England Patriots is system. Belichick is a mastermind. I, I hated the guy so much that I love him. And there's nobody that ever did it like him. His system is so serious. I'm not taking anything away from Brady. I think he's one of the best of all times. But playing for Belichick makes it easy. There's so many players go there and grow. And when they leave, their career goes down because they fit into the system. And as long as you do that over there, you got a career ahead of you. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, it's a little biased for me this year. Because um, I, I played with Doug Peterson, and I think Doug Peterson is a, a very uh, gutsy quarterback for a newcomer. I mean, a coach for a newcomer. His very first year, he benched his starting quarterback that's proven that he could play in this league and went with a Carlson Wentz and was successful. But if he wasn't successful... That could have been the end of his career. That's a pretty gutsy call he made. And uh, I think that's what's the key to their success. He does a lot of things on, 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 on what you're supposed to do. I don't care what other people think. So it's a little biased, but, you know, I think we're in for a treat. I hope we're in for a treat. Um, they haven't been letting us down lately. So as long as I have a good game, I'm happy. Absolutely. I, I, I kind of, well, I, I love the underdog. Especially 
you know, it comes to the Super Bowl. If I have nobody in there, my Cowboys aren't in there. I got to root for the underdog. So for all those Philly fans out there jumping on a Eagle bandwagon, one of my kids that I've coached for many years, big Eagle fan. So big up to Jeremiah. You know, I know he's pulling for him, and uh, but they got to play a flawless game, though. I think if you know that defense should should play well, I think it's going to be for at least Philly to win. I think it's got to be in the twenties, the mid mid twenties, the most. If it goes into the thirties, I don't think they have a chance. Um, you know, you know, Belichick doesn't make too many mistakes, and Brady. So, we'll see what happens. What do you think? Do you think um, that New England... Do you think that they have... You know, will they... Will this be a blowout? Or do you think this will be a close one? I think... uh, I think it's going to be close because most of the blowouts happen after halftime. And the one thing that Philly has going for them is there aren't years and years of film on Doug Peterson, his characteristics, his likes, his dislikes. And what you had up until the end of the season was all on Carson Wentz. So you had one really good game that their backup quarterback played and one uh, not-so-good game. So there's not a lot. They they really don't know what they're going to get. So that works in Philly's uh, uh, uh Favor. They need to come out the gate. They need to score. And they need to lead them to field goals. And if they could do that and adjust that halftime, because after halftime is when it comes. That's when Belichick's at his best. He, oh, he puts yeah. You in, he puts you in positions the whole first half, not for the player to be successful, just to see what you're going to go to out, out, off of that. And then he comes out back in the half, second half with a whole new game plan. He's a mastermind. I mean, I'm a, I, I, I become a fan of his just because I respect the sport so much, you know? Yeah, you got to give him credit. I mean, he's been doing it for such a long time. A lot of people forget that, you know, he was part of Parcells' mastermind staff. And when they won those Super Bowls, you know, he was a big reason for it as well. So people forget that. So yeah. pretty amazing what he what he's done as a head coach and as an assistant. He basically, I think, took a lot of the same philosophy and just brought it to uh, New England with him. And, and people forget that Bill was in New England too. I mean, yeah, he went to to the Jets, but you know, unfortunately for Jet fans, he broke out. <laughs> he was the head coach for one day and yeah. broke out and went back to New England. So. Unfortunately for those Jeff fans out there, I know they were misery, but um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, especially if Gronk doesn't play. Now I know he didn't play the whole game last week, but I still think that may change them because when he plays, very difficult for one guy to cover him. I, I, I you know, so if he doesn't play, I think Philly. Really has an excellent shot to beat them. Because now they can double think, up somebody else. Yeah, and their thirsty, fast defense. 
Um, I, th- I believe Gronk will play. This is not the regular season, so you got that two-week window, which, uh, you know, if you're on your, if you're recovering well from a concussion and there's no symptoms, you could get cleared in, you know, seven days, ten days. So they got a 14, they had a 14-day window with that. So, uh, you know, and Belichick's going to keep that a mystery, and he's going to use that as a tool. He's going to use Brady's hand as a tool. He's going to, you know, he's going to give people, the critics and the writers, something to talk about while they game planning, you know? Instead of them looking for something, we're going to give you something. <laughs> Absolutely. You ever uh, experienced a concussion, Gary? Yeah, um, many. And, and and we didn't call them concussions back then. You know, you might have been present for some of them when we used to play ball back in the back of the junior high school and, 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 and back in the fields and stuff. So, Absolutely. you know, but we didn't call them concussions then. You know, if you didn't get knocked out or if you just got dizzy for a quick second, that wasn't a concussion. You just got your bell rung. You know, that's the, that's the word that everybody uses. But, you know, when I played... If you got hit on the field and you were a little dazed, they're going to hold up three fingers and ask you what finger they have, but one of three fingers. And you got two <laughs> guesses to guess right or wrong, you know? And then, you know, I if know. you really got hit hard and you were dazed and, you know, went numb for a second, they may ask you what day of the week or do you know where you're at? And if you can answer those things, then you're excited to play, you know? I laugh because it was so true what you're saying and putting the fingers up. I mean, that was the the test, so to speak, to see if you were, if you were good to go. And it, it's you know changed a lot. And I ask those questions just just because you know everyone has a different experience and uh, you know everything. Obviously, now is just about protecting the players. And I mean, it's a totally different game than than. Uh, you know, then when we played and when you played in the pros, it's just, I mean, uh, you know, the way you can hit now and the way you can play defense is it's totally, it's totally geared towards the offensive game. And um, I tell you, it's, uh, <clears throat> I was glad that the players were able to secure some funding, some of the older players regarding, you know, uh, the CT symptoms and, a lot of them just not in, in great physical shape. And um, so I'm glad that they were able to get some funding. It's, it's probably, it's never enough. So hopefully they will put more pressure on the NFL to give them more money towards those those uh, those guys like yourself that kind of paved the way for these guys to make the millions and millions of dollars that they make. So um, I'm really pulling for for that, and hopefully that will happen. It seems like it's starting to happen. It, it's more light on the game, and I'm glad now that people are understanding it's not just football where people get concussions. You know, there's so many other sports where you know people are getting hurt, and it's not just football. Uh, you know, so I think those things have been good. Yeah, and hopefully we can get the numbers back up for football. I mean, the numbers have, since the movie Concussion, I don't want to blame Concussion. I think it was good that uh, they exposed Will Smith and and the doctor had exposed the NFL. So it's, it's unbelievable 
the things that the NFL did to suppress the information. When you were playing, yeah. did you have any idea some of that stuff was going on? No. I mean, we had a different mentality back then. And, and, and a lot of what they taught, the, the movie was so touching. Like, I watched it with my lady, and, and she actually, I look over at her, and she has tears running down her eyes. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she's saying, like, I don't, I don't see it, but I can see it. You know what I mean? And she's like, uh, right. So, but you know, back then when we, when I played, you know, it was a sign of weakness to show that, you know. And plus, you know, when you're young and thirsty and you got a hundred guys every year going for your job, well, thousands really, but you, you might end up in a discussion with like a hundred different guys that are bigger, stronger, and faster that want your job. You know, you try not to complain about too much because that can mean if you're going to have a job the next year or not, you know. We signed these contracts. Well, back then when we signed these contracts, that, that job, that mean that we had to play for that team. That didn't mean the team could, couldn't let us go. So it was a one-way contract, you know what I mean? It, you know, right. it's not like, you know, we're signing a mutual contract where, you know, I'm contracted to you, you're contracted to me. They could cut you, trade you. You know, every year we try out for our job. So once you start going down with concussions or, oh, I can't play, but the doctor said you're okay, but I can't play, now you're talking about your money. I mean, you know, me personally, I never had that decision because I just thought it was a part of the game. There's times in the game where I hit somebody and it doesn't even have to be hard. But I would, I would like, lose my vision. Everything would get blurry. I put my hand on my partner's shoulder next to me, whether my guard or my tackle or whatever, my center, and I'll go to the huddle and I'll listen to the play. And my vision's still not back. And then I'll walk into the line of scrimmage as I'm getting ready to take a knee. It comes back, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. Let's go. Keep going. And that didn't happen once or twice. It happened hundreds of times. And I never told any, I never told a trainer or a doctor you know, maybe my guard would know, or maybe my center would know, or maybe my quarterback would know in case he had to call a timeout. But that was just, it happens to more, not just me, you know, a part of the game. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And we were dumb. And, and that's, you know, the lawsuit is not about, yes, it's about, you know, getting people that needed money and everything like that. But it's about education. And I think that, you know, the lawsuit didn't go the way I wanted to go. I wanted to go because I wanted to go in a way that everybody that played under the false pretense of the dangers that when they knew it and when it was released that they know or when they admitted that they knew it, that gap that everybody should have played should have got paid because that was false advertising. That was information that was detrimental to my health that they knew about and they proceeded Absolutely. to make a lot more money than me and build a franchise and, and put their kids in college on my sweat and tears and my health. And we didn't know about it, you know? Now, at least to give me the information and let me choose to play or not, which I, I'll be honest, I probably would anyway, but that should be my decision and not yours. Absolutely. I think most, most of the players would be the same way, feel the same way you would, Gary, say that they would still play. But at least now you have information which you can make your own choice. I think some of the players now are, are they're not staying around 
you know, like uh, a lot of players, you know, 20 years, 15 years. They're not staying around that long. They're coming in, you know, getting their money, playing maybe for seven, ten years, if they, you know, if that, and getting out. So, well, but at least they can, they can the do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and get to your leave money. the game, not many people leave the game. The game usually leaves people, you know. You hear stories, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you think about when they came in and how many people of, went, you know, when they came in with them and were there that left voluntarily or that was forced to retire, those numbers are a lot smaller than people think. You know what I mean? Um, you only see right. it and hear about it because that's what the NFL publicizes and pushes. You know, we push the longevity of, of some of the players that are great. And that's why they had longevity, because they were lucky enough to sustain their injuries, and they were great players. But there's hundreds and thousands of guys that are, are, are maybe not as good, or maybe, you know, they, they, they needed a few more years. They were lucky to play two, three, four, five, six years. But, you know, the game went in another direction, and they were left behind. So, you know, that concussion thing, you know, I'm not worried about the guy that has multi-million dollars that could pay for their own health care. I'm worried about the guys that return to the working field and, 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 and life, you know, with, with having to, to, you know, after doing football your whole life, now you got to jump into the real world, and it's hard. You know what I mean? Those are the guys I worry about. Now they're trying to function. They got seven or maybe 20 years of concussion, and it's not diagnosed or anything like that so you know moving forward how do they get the health care that they need you know absolutely absolutely that's that's the thing and you know I, I pray for the guys that you know there's no way to detect whether you have CTE so I pray Not that it's too late yeah well yeah exactly so I know they're working on a uh you know, way of possibly detecting it. I had a doctor on, I was listening to uh, one of the shows earlier today, neurologist talking about, you know, how they've made a lot of strides. So <clears throat> it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, what they come up with here and, you know, in the near future to help the players. And I don't know, I don't know your thoughts, Gary, and then we can move on, but do you, do you think there's any, any way they could come up with, I don't know, uh, a different style helmet or, or just just the way things are structured to make, make you know, insulate the head from the from the shock. Of course, the league has changed the way you can hit. You think there's any way they could come up with uh, a way I'm, to design a helmet? I'm, that... I'm no doctor or um engineer that can engineer these things. But I believe that, you know, those hits didn't hurt as as much and they weren't as devastating back when we were little kids. You know, back before I made it to the NFL when we had those big old heavy bike and Rydell helmets that could get into a car accident and not even have a dent in it. I think that weight of those things and, 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 the, and the thickness of it absorbed a lot of the blow. We're like a shock protector. Um, I, like I said, that's just my thought. I picked up these kids' helmets now these days, and they're air. They're so light. 
You know, we're growing up, you were in junior high school and putting your helmet on your head was heavy. You had to train for it just to hold it up because they were so heavy. Yes. Now these things are so aerodynamic, light, and made of this new material that's just lightweight but still as strong. But you know something? When you get hit, that light stuff is not absorbing the blow. Now your now your skull is and your brain is bouncing off of that. You know, that's what a concussion right. is. And, and you know, I just don't. You know, because it's newer, better, stronger. I mean, newer, stronger, lighter doesn't make it better. You know what I mean? But like I said, I don't have no right. scientific proof for this. It's just my my thoughts and my ideas. Um, and, and you know, it's going to happen. Like you said earlier, there's there's sports that. Concussion, I remember the steroid era, and they talked about football, and I was in college. I did a paper in college about steroids, and I was shocked to see that, you know, swimmers and and, and, different, and gymnastics and all the other sports were the lead sports that were taking these drugs, and football was the one that was wearing the badge of taking these drugs. You know what I mean? I feel that's right. like concussions these days. There's just as many concussions with these kids whacking each other in the head with the hockey, I mean, with the lacrosse sticks, or hitting their heads on ice in the, in the hockey, or or head button or getting kicked in the head in soccer, those soccer is one of the leading sports of concussions, but it's not Absolutely. talked about in those sports. It's only talked about in football because it's a violent, considered a violent sport. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, absolutely. As long as there's research being done and, and people looking into it. I think they got the people in the right places to make those decisions, but then you deal with politics and how much do they really, not saying that there is an answer, but do they really want an answer? It's a multi-billion dollar business. Like, do you really want an answer? It's like stopping drugs, you know, stopping gang violence. I live in a town from Brentwood and these guys come in and they could bring violence to a halt in a matter of a couple of months, but then you, they leave it alone and let it get bad for the next 10 years. You know, and, and it's a system. And, you know, could they really stop it if they wanted to? Or is that, you know, job security to make sure it's still going on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, so I don't mean to get too political, from. but that's politics. And that's that's the that's the nature of the beast that we live in, you know? And, and that's the sucky part. You don't know who's who and what's what. So you got to do your own research and come up with your own theory. Absolutely. Changing gears, man. You, you do a lot of great things in the community, man. It's uh, it's great to to see that um, that you that you're doing your thing. I mean, not that I'm surprised, but I love when I see the athletes. They don't do it for the press, and you know they're really out there for the well-being of you know the kids and people in need. So uh, great job, man. Uh, you know I've been out there with you. Uh, I've seen the work that you put in. And how's how's Thanks. things going with the with your foundation, man? Things are awesome, man. I'm I'm busier than ever. You know, I'm working harder now that I'm retired than I did when I before I was retired. And I had two or three jobs, you know. But it, it's a different kind of work. It's not work when you love it, you know. And, and uh, we grind, man. We grind to try and make us, the people around us, the people nearest to us, and as far as we can reach just a little bit better. And I think if enough people in the world try to do good, we could try and we can't stop the evil, but we could try and overshadow it a little bit. 
or surrounded with a little bit of love and people doing the right thing. So that's what I'm about. Um, the organization's going well. We're launching a new mentoring program, Dream 68. It's going to be about inspiring kids to dream and teaching them how to follow their dreams. We're, start, uh, um, we're launching a major um, campaign to get some mentors in to uh, help mentor some of these kids because there's like 500 kids on the Big Brother Big Sister waiting list. So we're going to be doing some. Doing some. I'm partnering with Big Brother Big Sister. It's not official yet, but I don't think they're going to sue me for saying it. But uh, I'm going to try and part, I'm partnering with them um, to to make this connection so we could uh, try and help these kids of today be leaders of tomorrow. And that's what it's about. It's about teaching the young, showing the young, so that you want change, those are the kids that are going to change it. And you turn your back on them, things are going to get worse. And if you try and chip in and, and show them the right way and show them that it's not about the material things, but it's about leaving something, leaving a legacy on this earth that's going to, you know, surpass when you're gone to just spread love. If you can plant that seed in a couple of kids, man, you can change the world. Absolutely, man. It's well said. It's, I tell you, it's great, man, being out there, making a difference in the community. You know, I, I, I do what I can as well to try to help out, and uh, it's it's so fulfilling, helping and steering, mentoring, you know, young young boys who will be our, as you said, our, our leaders of tomorrow, and, you know, they, they're going to uh, steer this, steer the ship. They're going to steer the country. So, uh, but, uh, you know, they, they need to get that, that guidance from, uh, you know, individuals like like ourselves. And it's yeah, good to man. see people <laughs> in the community, you know. It's good, to, you know, that they see people that look like them. Um, I feel that is important, especially in, 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 our, in our communities. Need, need to see that. Even though, you know, they just see... I mean, a lot of these kids see, you know, they want to be hip-hop artists. They want to be actors and actresses and, you know, ball players, which is which is great. But, you know, 99% of us won't be that. 99% of us won't be the Gary Brown. But we will, you know, be successful professionals being doctors, lawyers, uh, garbage men, um, whatever, to be, you know, to, 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 you know, to make a living to support their family. So it's a great dream, and yours, you know, came true. But it's, you know, it's it's almost a dream uh, that is very difficult to achieve. But guess what? You're not a failure if you can't make it. I mean, I'm sure you. you you know that it's just so many people that don't make it, but guess what? They're making and being all all different, different you know people. A lot of them now I see are going into, you know, instead of being that player on the field, which they couldn't make it, now they're doing stuff either behind the scenes or on TV. It's amazing uh, a lot of the different ball players retired or guys that didn't make it or they got hurt. They're on TV now, or they're on radio, um, or they're on internet. You know, getting their voice to be heard. So, there's so many different occupations here that you can do and be successful. 
I try so to tell kids to uh, do something that you have interest in. Like I just told you a second ago, this isn't, I'm busier than I ever was, but it doesn't feel like work because this is kind of therapy for me and myself. This, you know, I do a lot with veterans as well. I do a lot with uh, epilepsy. I do a lot with Tourette's. And I do a lot with all kinds of stuff, not just here on Long Island and New Jersey and Tennessee and upstate and Albany and, and uh, Virginia. But, you know, it's, it's about being happy and it's about how you look at life. And it's about, you know, I, I, I've been through some dark stuff, you know, with my back and I, could, I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair for a while and, and the doctor said I would never walk again. And it was crushing because everything I did in my life was with my hands and feet. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What do I do now? Like, how do I change my life all over again? Like, you know, it's it's crazy. But, and as I went to a very dark, dark, dark place. You know, I was at home. I, I, I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't let nobody come over. I wouldn't answer my phone. I would just, you know, and it, it, it ate me up. I, and it was killing me. And I saw a guy on the internet Nick Wojciech, I'm screwing his name up. I'm sorry, I apologize. But you could Google him. He's a quadriplegic motivational speaker. And this guy has no arms, no legs. And he, and he sits up on a, on, a, on a table on top of a stage. And he tells thousands of people how to live life and how to follow their dreams and how to spread love. And I looked at this guy like, isn't that ironic? Uh, he's telling a bunch of able-bodied, healthy, you know, people how to live life. And he has every reason to be pissed off at the world. And he's not. And then I changed my life. And that got me to go and that got me to go and volunteer at Big Brother. That was the first place I volunteered at. Big Brother, Big Sister. I had a little. And um, what it did was amazing. Like, my life just turned that day. Because it made me get my mind up from my own problems and think about somebody else. So when I say this stuff wow. is therapy for me, it's for real. It's therapy for me. I do this not just for them. I do this for me. This helps me get up every morning. Gives me a purpose to go to sleep at night. Gives me something to strive and drive for and to shoot for success and excellence. And it's an honor to do what I do. But, you know... It's also teaching kids to do what they find something that gives you passion and go for it. I teach, talk to juveniles and drug dealers, and I'm like, listen, dude, do you know to be a successful drug dealer, you have to have the mind of a, a Fortune 500 CEO company. You have to have the skill set of doing that. So why not do that? Why not do it legally? Because the way you're doing it is going to end you up better in jail. There is no other way. You know? So why not put all of that energy and skill set and, 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 and leadership that you have? Cause you got to have a leadership mentality and do it towards something that can make you legal money and do the legal thing and, 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 and enjoy this thing called life. This thing, this, this ride you're on is an, is an experiment. And every day is an experiment. And when you die, all you have is all your experiences that you took you through the experiment. So make them good ones. Make them positive ones. Make them ones you can stand tall and believe in. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I talk to yeah. kids about. That's what I talk to veterans about. 
it's crazy to see a you know a veteran that's you know 60 years old with an amputated leg and just mean and pissed off at the world. When I leave these guys, you know, some of them are like, yeah, whatever. But some of them, are, I got, they got a tear in their eye. And they're like, I'm going to call my daughter right now. Or I'm going to call my wife. You know what I mean? That's right. what I do it for. Because it just gives them a different way of looking at it. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it's about you. This thing we got in life, we got a book. And, and what we're doing right now is being written. What we did an hour ago and in the past is all the chapters before that. We don't know when that book is going to end. But we write each page every day we get up. Make them good. You, you, you can write your, you're writing your own story. Make it a good one. And when it ends, don't want to look back on that book and be like, yo, this is a good book. <laughs> you know what I mean? For all the right reasons. Absolutely. You couldn't say it any better. I tell you. You're definitely right. And we all write our books every day. It's, it's so true. And uh, you leave your legacy. I, I try to tell that to, uh, you know, uh, to, you know, different people. Even, you know, these kids, get them in a mindset. You know, work hard. And, you know, I, I believe in the model. Work hard, play hard. You know, do well in school. You know, and enjoy yourself. Because that's what it's really all about. What was the biggest thing that you ever learned, uh, Gary, on the field? Was there was, was there any Football. experience, or what was the the biggest thing? What was the best thing? I guess you could, I could it's, it's, uh, ask you about playing. The whole sport is, is, is the sports alone teach you life lessons, man. Sports. That's why it's so important for kids to get engaged. If not sports, get engaged in some teamwork activity type stuff. Because it's teaching you how to work with people. It teaches you about what you're strong at, what you're weak at. You know, and when you're dealing with some people, how you got to, you know, use what you got to, to, to compete, you know. And, and, and life is not about peaches and cream. Uh, there's not a football player out there that can't say they got knocked on it, like they got depleted. You know, a hit that every, we all remember a hit, you know what I mean? <laughs> that we didn't give, that Absolutely. we received. You know, it's a part of the game. You got to have a short-term memory when you mess up. When you screw up, I've screwed up. I've jumped off sides. I've had a holding penalty. I went the wrong way on a play. You know, it's a part of life. But that doesn't mean you take your helmet off, you spit your mouth, you something, you walk off the field. That means forget that, strap it back up, and do the next play better. You know? You got hit hard? Put your head on the swivel. Do the hit and don't get hit. It's life. There's no, there's no such thing as a perfect life. There's no such thing as raising perfect kids or being perfect parents or having a perfect job. Or ha- a, there's no such thing as perfect, perfect, perfect. There are going to be obstacles in your way. You deal with them. You handle them and you move on. <laughs> Win, lose, or draw. Absolutely. It's a lesson and you move on. If you adapt Absolutely. that to anybody, 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 no matter where you are, what you're doing, what you're going through, you know, and people, they, they, they fight and they, they show people over money, 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 money. Yeah, well, guess what? People with money have problems too. They just don't have money problems. 
People without money, the only problem they got are money problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's life. It's so true. It's this thing yep. called life. Absolutely. I love this Absolutely. sport. Absolutely. And you said the key thing, you got to do something that you love. Don't chase the money. Let the money just fall to you. And it's not necessarily all about money. It's just, you know, giving you what you need. And if when you do something you love, it's you can't ask for anything better. You're making money, supporting your, yourself and family, and you know doing doing what what counts, which you, which you just really love. So it's it's not even work, like you said earlier. So it's great, like I said before, that you you giving back. I mean, we were always, uh, you know, we were kids of the community and. We all, you know, had fun and enjoyed ourselves. And, you know, it's really great to see people come back to give. So you take as a kid, but guess what? As an adult, I think it's your responsibility, everybody's responsibility to give back. And then there's always, there's always, uh, there's always that support system for, for, you know, in the community. So it's it's really good, and you know, uh, keep me abreast of what's going on. I definitely, uh, it's been a minute, but definitely uh, we got to circle up, off you know, offline and kind of catch up and uh, let you know some of the things I'm getting involved with as well. So uh, it's uh, it's a great time, it really is. I mean, even though there's a lot of challenges from the head of uh, this country, but it seems like. The funny thing is that, that it is bringing everybody, or well, most people, closer together, even though the chaos is in, in Washington. Uh, I, I really do think it is bringing the country closer together. So, Well, you know, uh, uh, that's another whole conversation, but I don't think we have enough time. Oh, yeah, we won't get into that, but, but I, will say, <laughs> I, will, I will say one good thing about this. It's it's bringing people out to show you everybody's true colors, or for or against, friend or foe, whatever it is. Absolutely. And you show me who you are. You show me what I'm dealing with. I can work with you, but as long as I know where you're coming from, and it's, it's air, you know. So maybe it, it's getting all the stuff out in the wash, and then you know, then you can work on healing and correcting and, and, and making things better. I guess, if, you know, if that's a way you want to look at it, but. You know what? We have a voting system. You get out and vote, and you do what you can do. And what you can't do, you can't let drive you crazy. You, we got we got our own fish to fry. You know? Absolutely. Well, Barrett, Garrett, give give your uh, contact information for all those uh, listeners out there if they want to reach out to you and they're in need. I will. Maybe you know. Yes, and you know we do so much, and I thank you for coming down because you see how much fun I have when I when I when we're out there helping people. It, it, it's it's an honor and it's a pleasure doing it, and it's because of supporting people like you yourself, um, Cornbread and everybody. You guys support me so much, and I appreciate that. Um, my organization is is uh, the Gary Big Brown Sixty Eight Foundation still. Um, we've got different companies running off of that. We're doing some things with veterans. The mentoring program that's launching in a month or so will be the Dream 68. 
uh, website coming soon, and I'll, share, I'll be sure to share that with you. I'll put you in my contacts with my media outlets. Um, my email is bigbrown68 at aol.com. Um, you can email me for any advice, any uh, volunteering, any kind, anybody that needs help. Um, if I can't help you myself, I'll point you in the direction of someone who can, because that's kind of what we do. We're building a network of help, a help network. Um, things are going well. I appreciate you. I agree. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, tell a little bit of my story. Um, we have so much more to talk about. So anytime you want me on, give me a call. And we definitely got to get together within the next couple of weeks, man. Let's go break some bread. Absolutely. We definitely will. And so uh, we, we got you uh, before you go. I know we got you on file for the Eagles, but uh, what do you got there, Brad? I know you've been uh, in the cut. What yeah, do you got yeah. Gary? You got anything? I, I, I was just listening to his story. You know me. I'm the joker sometimes, and I was about to get him because I've been hitting him up. But his story is so moving, so I definitely uh, know. Sometimes when you don't hear from a person, you never know what's going on in their life, man. So, you know, my prayers are always with you uh, regardless. And uh, I'm just glad you pulled through uh, with your situation because let me tell you, you know, the bread man had his little situation also, and I, and I spoke about it on the show. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, reaching out. And I still want to do a fundraiser with you, with my organization. And, um, you know, we got to break bread and, you know, make it happen because uh, you've, you've been knowing Larry, you know, for a long time. And you've been knowing me through the show and the Internet for a while. But that's, the physicalness is, 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 is going to be coming real soon because uh, we're, we're, we're spiritual brothers and uh, we're going to make it happen, all right? So I appreciate everything you do and I look forward to physically uh, getting together and, like I say, breaking bread and making more things happen together. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And, yes, we do We miss each other. Um, when you get back to town, let me know, man. We always got a big time for, for people. Yeah. That's important, you know? So Yeah, yeah, and, most definitely, most definitely. And one yeah. correction, um, Barry, I, you didn't ask me which, what am I betting, what am I uh, uh, going with? Am I going with my brain or am I going with my heart? My heart is with Philly, but I'll never bet against Belichick, so I, I don't know where to sit on the country. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got to throw he's that in the mix, corner, okay? He's in the neutral corner, so already on his feet. He knows he's on tape. He knows he's on tape. That's a good so one. He's going to yeah, clean it up. I tell you. I want, <laughs> I, I want Philly to win. I want Philly to win. Yeah, I want Philly to win too, man. I can't, I can't stand uh, the Patriots. I ain't gonna say a, a individual, and uh, you know, because I, I can always run with. They beat my Rams years ago, you know what I'm saying? So that hurt my feelings. Matter of fact, they beat us twice in the Super Bowl, so you know that gives me a little edge. So yeah. uh, you know, so I, I look for Philly, and I'm gonna give a score 31 to 26, Philly. Ooh. Yes, sir. 31 26, nice. huh? Wow. 31 26, Philly. Yes, sir. Mark it down. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got, I'm going on record. Yeah, I got, yeah, I'm going on record since, uh, you know, we won't be on until next week. So I'll go on record saying that Philly on the close game, I mean, I, I'm going to say it's 24 21. I, I, I think it's going to be a very close game. 
Sure. I think it's gonna come down to the final seconds. If I had to, if I had to be a bet man, that's that's my guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That's what. It, yeah. But, you know, so we'll see what real, happens. Real, real, real talk. We've been having some, uh, some like real exciting Super Bowls the last couple of years now. You know, ever since that New England and Seattle. Even though that last year was kind of crazy, it was still exciting. But, we, you know, we've been lucky. We've been fortunate to have some real uh, high ratings with excitement on these Super Bowls. So I think this is going to be up there, too. So I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I want to see Janet again, uh, you know, have the malfunction. Uh, so that's all yeah. I care about. <laughs> uh, you know, well, you know, she left her husband, so she's she's free to do whatever she want to do now. <laughs> oh, did she? Get out of here! Oh did man, man, you didn't know that was a really. Stuff. I didn't on, even man. hear that one. Oh, she snatched the baby and everything. Left the, That's why she's back on tour. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yeah. guess what? Dana got a plan, Hopefully next man. year they put it down. Yeah, well, she may show up because uh, Bunch of Corm is 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 doing the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, so she, he may have. Yeah, just, just Timberlake, Justin, he's doing Justin that. Timberlake. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they friends oh, again, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, but they were scared of her. They were scared to put her back on there. They were talking about it. It's like, ain't nobody going to be talking about that wardrobe malfunction, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, really, I'm uh, watching just in case, okay? Yeah, so. just in case she popped out one of those little bubbles. You know, you never know with Janet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Gary, we thank you again, man. Um you know, for uh you know, uh coming on the show and giving your uh giving your thoughts and discussing uh the impact and things that you're doing to uh make this planet a better place for for all of us. So again, uh, I'll hats are off to you and continue your great work. We'll catch up. And uh like I said, uh keep me in the loop. We'll make sure we'll plug anything you got going on, which is always great stuff. So just make sure you keep us in a loop. So that said, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And we'll definitely have you back on uh, to talk about some other endeavors and different things that you, <clears throat> that you have going on. I appreciate you guys. Have a good night, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Yeah, Brad. So, with that said, it, it, it should be interesting. I got uh, I'll get my money down on some boxes. I'm gonna win some cash. Yep. yep. I just uh, I'm usually lucky around the Super Bowl. I've been fortunate to, to nail some some nice winnings. So we see that continues. I'm trying to get to about three Super Bowl parties. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, trying to bounce around, start about 1 o'clock, and then come kick off, be at the third spot. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I know you'll be on the road. Where, where are you going to be yeah, at? Yeah, I'll be in Sunday? Dallas. I'll be in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Big D, baby. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in your neck of the woods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hanging out with that and the boys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with my man, Michael Ancelon, and uh, my man, Dorian, 
my Navy buddies. You know, I'm, I'm out of town doing my fundraising on the road. First first week of the five-week leg, you know, then going to be stopping down to Lake Susie for a fundraiser in Louisville, Texas. So I'm going to be hitting it up. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out to my homegirl, uh, Vanessa, over there in Killeen, Texas. Hope to catch up with you real soon. And uh, my man, Wanzel, Scarborough, and Palm, Palm Coast, Florida. Yeah, I'm going to be hitting it up, man. going to be doing it big. Red man's on the road, baby. On the road. This. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. What do you got there, Brad? Any, you got any shout-outs or anything before we uh, get on out yeah, of here? Yeah, let me give a birthday shout-out to my man, RJ Groove, out there in um, the ATL. My man, Matt Locke, doing his Uber thing. My man, Pudgy, doing his uh, Sprinter thing. He's doing the Sprinter out there in the ATL. I'm going to give him a shout-out. And um, shout-out to you, LC, for another fantastic guest. And I uh, look forward to uh, having a good time. Absolutely. It was uh, great to have him on. We always get, get some really great guests to come on the show. So we got to uh, continue, keep the ball rolling. We got some other guests out there just trying to line up a date. And we'll uh, keep, keep, keep plugging along. Because uh, actually... Uh, it's funny. I had an opportunity to see an interview, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this 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 would this guest to come on our show would be unbelievable." So, stay tuned. I won't say who it is. We're gonna see if we can lock down a time with him. But I think he would be a <laughs> very good guest. So, stay tuned. Uh, you know, each and every week we try to continue. To bring great radio, and we know we got those listeners abroad as well as here domestic. So big up to all you that uh, support us in and out of this country, because without yes, you, sir. there would be no show. So we thank you all for so much. And again, make sure you continue to uh, spread the word about th- this show and hit us up social media. Uh, we, we, I don't know if we've have anything new on social media so we got to get on top of that make sure we uh on to jump back on the social media thing but um you can always hit us up at email yep email still around at lc and jack at gmail.com so and uh we'd like to thank the uh several listeners that sent us an email saying they enjoy the show big up to you guys and uh much love and out to the Caribbean, which shows us a lot of love, baby. We get great ratings out there. So, our Caribbean people, uh, hopefully the ones that uh, got hit by the hurricanes, that uh, you have a speedy recovery and that your families are, um, are okay. And if you suffered any tragedy, that, uh, you, know, um, you know, Godspeed with you. And your families that uh you know you'd just be able to move on not forget but just be able to pick yourself up and try to continue to move forward so with that said we look forward to seeing you next week 
on another edition of the LC and Jack Radio Show. With that said, stay safe, stay sound, God bless. Peace.